Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. Good morning. I am switched on. Hopefully in more ways than one. Somebody got that. (laughs) How are we doing? Great. That's good. Every lady got a gift. No, we're not children. No crackling of papers. Put it away. You can open it later. <laughs> what did we do last week? What are we doing at the moment? Daniel, one of the minor prophets. Somebody said to me they don't like that he's called a minor prophet. Uh, he's still called a minor prophet. Not because he's a minor, but because... They're shorter, I think, than Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. That's the only reason I can think of. We did chapters 7 and 8, remember? And it was, we looked at visions and dreams. And we're now going into chapter 9. Chapter 9. A lot has changed in chapter 9. When we were in chapter 7 and 8, the kings of Babylon were in control. There's been a total takeover. And we now have the kings of Persia. And we have Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, whatever. He is in in command. And when you read Daniel, it is a very um, controversial book. Probably one of the most misquoted, requoted, reanalyzed book in the Bible. Because it has the 70 weeks. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. But if you do... You'll know the debate. It essentially has three sections, though, Daniel 9. It has a prayer of Daniel. It has a visitation to Daniel of the angel Gabriel, who talks to him like a man. Pretty cool. And then it has a discourse on the 70 weeks. We're going to focus today on the prayer. So turn with me to Daniel chapter 9. I hope you've read it already. If you haven't, promise me, cross your heart. Before God, you will go home and read those first 19 verses, yes? Because I'm not going to read them all, but I'm going to read some of them. So starting at Daniel chapter chapter 9, verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, by descent a Mede, if you like, Persian, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans are the Babylonians. He's now been made king because they've conquered the Babylonians. Verse 2, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books that the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us, open shame. Dropping down to verse 16, same chapter. 
Oh Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy hill. Because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a byword among all who are around us. Now, therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy. And for your own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake. O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. Quite a prayer. Prayer is a dialogue. It's a conversation with God that he starts. He starts the conversation in his word. And he gives us the grace to enter that conversation with him. And he loves it when we do. He loves it when we enter with him in prayer. So why do we pray? Lots of reasons. But I would like to suggest to you this morning, the fundamental reason we pray is to get a vivid sense of the presence of God and him working in us. A vivid sense of the presence of God. You know, these days we're sinking. We're sinking laptop with computer, with whatever. We need to sink with Father God. We need to know and him know and we understand our dreams, our heart, our passions. Because then... We will find life and life abundantly. We can understand God with our minds. We can understand he is awesome. He is holy. We can make a rational decision. I'm a sinner. I need to change my ways. I need to believe more. I need to go to church more. I need to not swear. I need to not lie. And we can make a rational decision. But when we pray. He opens our hearts and that rational thought drops into my heart and I have a concept. I understand his holiness and because I understand his holiness, I choose to change my attitude. I choose to change my behavior so that I don't displease him, so that I don't dishonor him when we pray when we pray when we pray as watchmen let's read verse 2 and 3 again in the first of in the first year of his reign i daniel perceived in the books the number of years that according to the word of the lord to jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolations of jerusalem Namely, 70 years. We know now he's reading Jeremiah 29, verse 9 to 11. That's what he's reading. I don't know what that does for you. 2,000 plus minus 600 years ago, you can turn to Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and he was reading that. 
Those exact words. And we get to read it today. How awesome is that? So he's reading it and he says, wow, God. Jeremiah was there when the destruction of Jerusalem happened. And at that time, at the destruction, God said to Jeremiah, 70 years. Now, 70 years later, Daniel, sitting in Babylon, is reading and saying, oh, it's 70 years. It's almost up. What's his response? Verse 3, then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. His res- Firstly, he's looking. He's a watchman. He's looking in the word. What does a watchman do? Watchman stands in a high place and he looks. We stand in a high place and we read the word and we see the good. We see the promises and we see the warnings. And we, we, we warn people, do you know that the word says this? So are we reading his word? Are we telling people, especially ourselves, what's in his word? And what's his response? He prays. I don't know whether it was out of fear, possibly a bit of both, that God might delay in his 70 years because the people, from, we can tell from his prayer, there hasn't been, doesn't appear to have been much change in the hearts of the people. God, don't delay any longer. Oh God, oh God, forgive us. Or to prepare the people. He wants to pray, Lord, prepare us for this great grace that we're about, about to receive. He prays. How does he pray? It says he turns his face to God. He turns his face to Elohim, this high, mighty God. Why can he turn his face to God? Because God is personal. God is real to Daniel. And he knows I can have an eyeball-to-eyeball conversation with this mighty God. And he turns his face. He's fully intent. He's concentrated. He's focused on God as he pours out his heart. And did you notice his, his attitude, his posture with fasting and sackcloth and ashes? What does that symbolize? It is humility. It is humility. God, I am nothing in your eyes. We as people, we are nothing in God's eyes. The world tells us, you're wonderful. Ah, the sin stuff. Don't even worry about it. You're glorious. You can make your own destiny. You can do it all. Gee whiz, we are certainly messing that up. If you look at the world today, we are clueless. We are broken. We are nothing. We are totally dependent on God. And that is how we come to him in prayer. I can't do anything, God. But you want this relationship with me. You desire a relationship with me. I can talk to you face to face. Hear me, oh God. Hear me. Pray when we pray as watchmen. When we pray as priests. Verse 4 and verse 5. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments, we have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. Have you thought about prayer before Jesus? Jesus. 
And I'm talking about people who loved God. They were devout Jews. They loved God. They were passionate about God. What was their prayer like? And we read, this is Daniel's prayer. The temple is destroyed. What does that mean? There's no priests working. There's nobody making sacrifices. What happened in the temple is every morning and every night, sacrifices were made. Why? Because we are an ungodly people. Blood needs to be shed so that I can talk to God because he is holy and my sin stands in the way of my communication with God. Here's Daniel. The temple is destroyed. He knows there's no sacrifice being made and he can't make sacrifice because there is no temple. So he has to plead with God. Hear me. I acknowledge I am sinful. I acknowledge I have nothing. Jeremiah, where where he was reading, Jeremiah verse 29 verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. They had to come to the temple and they can't. There is no temple. The Jews today, there is no temple to come to. It's, It's devastating. But we have Jesus. In the temple, what would happen is I'd bring my sacrifice, other than the daily sacrifices, if I had some grievous sin and I needed to make even more atonement, I'd bring my sacrifice, the priest would kill it and take it into an area where only the priest could go. And beyond that, there was this curtain. And behind the curtain was the Holy of Holies. where the the Ark of the Covenant was, that symbolized the presence of God. The high priest could go in once a year. Once a year. And he had to do a very specific process to make himself worthy, to make atonement for the sin of the people. Jesus Christ, Son of God, Son of God, humbled himself to a man and died on a cross. And we know when, that, when he died, what happened? That curtain split from top to bottom. I and you, by the blood of Jesus, have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Direct access. I don't have to go to a temple. Jesus was the sacrifice once and for all. Jesus is the high priest. He says, Laney, I want to, when we pray, he says, come, come with me. Come into the presence of the living God and make your requests known. Bring your praise. We are so privileged. We are so privileged. We can come into his presence. And we know we're not sinless. But his blood covers my sin. It is the most incredible gift when we pray as his priest. He calls us a royal priesthood. He is the high priest. But as priest, we come in. We come in. And we stand with Jesus. 
and we pray to the Lord our God. When we pray, when we pray as a child, when you read these 19 verses, you'll notice there's a lot of repetition. Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah, Daniel over and over again says, we have sinned, we have rebelled, we are full of iniquity. He keeps saying that. We can understand now why. He was so aware no sacrifice has been made. But I know this God. And because of his grace, I can talk to him, even though I have not made a sacrifice. And he talks about your righteousness. You are, we are with shame. But the other words that keep on coming up, and he repeats, are words of the description of God. He says, Lord, in your Bibles, capital L-O-R-D. That means Yahweh, Jehovah, the covenant-making God, the great I am, Yahweh. He uses Lord God with small letters, Lord God, Adonai Elohim, Adonai, the one we adore, the King of Kings. He says, oh, Lord, and that oh, it's, it, it, in the Hebrew, it's ah, ana. And it's emotional. So he's not saying, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. It's an emotional crying to God. Let's read that. The end of verse 18 and 19. Oh, my God. Oh, my Elohim. Incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness but because of your great mercy. Oh, Elohim. Oh, Adonai. Hear. Oh, Edomi. Oh, Adonai. Forgive. Oh, Adonai. Pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake. Oh, my Elohim, because your city and your people are called by your name. Do you get embarrassed because I'm getting emotional? How big is your God? How glorious is your God? Children, we have to tell them to be quiet. They run around and they make a noise and we say, stop it. They get all emotional about stuff and we say, cool it down. We're wrong when it comes to God. Children will say, my dad's bigger than your dad. My dad can beat up your dad. My God is bigger than any other God in this world. And I can be as a child and say, oh God, and be emotional. But we're so unemotional, Westerners. Look at you. You're so unemotional. Wake up. This is the King of Kings. This is the Lord of Lords. And we must become as children. Oh, you can't get emotional. Sorry, we're wrong. The very words portray emotion. It's not made up. It's not me trying to conjure it up. It is God, the King of Kings. Matthew says, unless you come, well, let's read it. Unless truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus speaking to us, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We need to be like children when we pray. Like children. Because when we see God as he is, we will pray. When we see God as he is, we will pray. And if we see God 
and we do not pray, we sin. We sin. We sin. Samuel said in 1 Samuel 12, 23, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. We sin when we do not pray. It's so easy not to pray, isn't it? It's so easy. I started swimming about nine years ago. I'm not a swimmer. I hated swimming at school. My son said it's a good thing to do, good for the bones and all that. Have you ever, if you haven't ever swum, have you ever tried breathing? It's impossible. <gasps> you do one length, hardly even a length, and you're, ah, 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 what happened? Ah, and you watch these people just going, zing, 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 and you think, how do they do that? I actually said to a guy one day, how do you do that? How do you breathe? He just looked at me as if I was a bit odd. <laughs> I've been swimming for nine years. I don't think about breathing anymore. May we become people. We just, we pray. We don't think about it. We pray. We pray. And finally, when we pray as mothers. I was thinking when I was reading this, I was imagining Daniel's mom. We know nothing about Daniel's mom. I'm going to go find her in heaven. He left as a teenager. I don't know, and we don't know, if she was killed at that time because many were killed. We don't know if she went with. But she was his mom. And I know, with her last living breath, she was thinking of her boy. And she was praying for her boy. I think of Elizabeth in the Bible, mother of John the Baptist. Can you imagine the anguish of that mother's heart when she heard that his head had been presented to Herod on a platter? Can you imagine the anguish of that mother's heart? Mary, mother of Jesus, she was at the foot of the cross. She saw Jesus brutally whipped, horrendously killed, in great suffering. She knew who he was, but she gave birth to that boy. He was her son. God has made mothers. And when I say mothers, I'm talking to you, every single woman. Stand up, woman. Please stand up. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. God says he creates us in the image of Christ, in the image of God. And part of that image of God is woman. And he's placed in us an incredible gift to nurture. To nurture. To come alongside, to love, to encourage. And it is a unique gift that displays the nurturing of God. 
when we pray as mothers, and I have to ask myself as well, am I praying? Am I using this God-given natural tendency to pray for all those around me? For hurting people. For people that God places in my life in this season at this time. Now men stand up. I'm not letting you off the hook. <laughs> everyone. Everyone up. Nobody's sitting down. When we pray. God calls us to be watchmen. To be looking out for the good and celebrating it for the hard. And preparing people, warning them, getting them ready. When we pray as priests, oh my. That awesome, awesome privilege of coming into the presence of the God Most High just as I am. And anybody here, if you do not know Jesus... You know, we don't, can I just say this? We don't have access to God because we're good. We don't have access to God because our needs are great. Think about that. But I'm praying. I don't know Jesus. I'm going to go, but I'm going to pray because I've got this great need. We do not have access. Does he hear? Yes, but we do not have access. Do you hear the difference? We do not even pray because we want more of the presence of God. We pray because we have this reckless, diabolical belief and assurance that his redemption is enough. And I come into the presence of God, one ticket only, Jesus Christ. And I can pray. And if you do not know Jesus, with great respect, your prayers are not going. They can only come through Jesus. When we pray as children, let's let go of this, you know, let's be serious, you know. Life is serious. No emotion to be told. Aye, aye, Captain. Let's be emotional with God. Let's be emotional. Not for the sake of emotion, but because it's ordained in the book. Oh, God. And let's pray. Let's simply pray. Holy Father, we stand before you, redeemed by the blood of Jesus, born again, and with this incredible privilege of prayer. Holy Father, forgive us. I know I need forgiveness. I don't pray enough. I get distracted when I pray. I make other things more important than prayer. Forgive us, Holy Father. Forgive us. We do not want to sin. God, I pray for every single one of us here that our image, our idea of you will be a little higher today. That we will see you glorious, lifted high, creator of the universe. And you have this world 
in your hands. There is always hope. No matter what I read in the news, no matter what I hear, I have hope because of God the Almighty. God, the ruler of the universe. God who will wrap this world up at the perfect time. As I once hear, remember Angus Buchan saying, but God, I have cancer, but God, I've lost something, but God, I have no money, but God, whatever we put in there, as was said this morning, we do not need to fear. We have you, heavenly God. Lord, may we pray more. Help us. Holy Spirit, thank you that you came. That when Jesus died, you sent the Holy Spirit. And you lead us. You tell us the heart of the Father. You inspire us. You, you give us inspiration. You teach us how to pray. we just got to start. We've just got to start. So, Jesus, we stand before you as your people today. And we say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we can pray. In your precious, precious name. Amen. Stand there. You're not allowed to stand yet. <laughs> Firstly, can I say, anybody here, please stand up. I know you've been up, unless you can't, with respect. If you can't, please sit down. Anybody here, if you do not know Jesus, if you don't even know what I mean by that, if you've never said, Jesus, come into my heart. I need forgiveness for my sins. Please don't leave today without speaking to one of the leaders who will be up here. <clears throat> but let's stand together and let's say the greatest prayer, the way he taught us to pray. Our Father. Shall we do that? Our Father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Amen.